So, Maddie. So. Any fun conf- You know what? Fuck that. We can talk about that after the uh, <laughs> intro. What were you picturing the boat? Like, were you thinking God this is going to be like a smelly, like, because I swear to God, everyone is like, is it cold and damp? Like, No, Um, I, I love boats. Uh, big, big uh, fun fact about me. I was expecting the RV next door, the RV on I, water, I knew it. actually. The, tra- um, the trashy uh, cruise on yeah, Are you no, calling never. that trashy? That's what yeah, that you should looks aspire like to. Yeah, yeah, come on. Okay, That's uh, like <laughs> Reno, basically, but a boat in boat form. Sp- it's yeah. yeah, it's a Winnebago Spacious. on water. It's more exactly, space. Thank you. It's less. Uh, uh, we are ensconced in oiled teak right now. Okay? We are. There's also, some good ambiance. Yeah, and Greg, your neighbors have ears and feelings. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. You know, that working class energy on water is what I would describe that as. Yeah. Okay. Also, people always okay. The question I always get is, is it cold and damp? And by yourself? As if, like, it's impossible <laughs> to imagine that I could convince a woman to live with me on this boat. Have you so far? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well. Like, seriously, it's those two questions every fucking time, and I'm just over it. Okay, well. Oh, well, thanks, Greg. Uh, we can help you with that. <laughs> yeah, this We're off is to a great start. <laughs> this is Greg has done it again. Part. Yeah. Yeah. Part. All the commenters on iTunes very happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome back to Seattle Sucks, a podcast about hating the city we love, I believe. It's me, Colin. I'm here with Captain Brian. Hello, Colin. And former Captain Greg. (laughs) I live on this boat. The title is in my name. Uh, Well, there was mutiny last episode, and you lost the captainship. Possession is nine-tenths of the law. Yeah. I possess this boat, obviously. (laughs) I was here when you showed up. Yeah, yeah. The captain gets to leave to go to shore. They leave the chump deckhands to stay on the boat. Okay, yeah. But we also have another captain... And you are the captain of Seattle DSA. You just told me, which is awesome. You said you are very much higher ranking than everybody else. Uh huh. Yeah. More important. Uh, yes. Yeah. Those, and that those they're... the goat. You said you were the goat. <laughs> All of those words were definitely yeah. said. You had a chart that said hierarchy on it, and you were uh-huh. a picture of you was at the top. Yeah. And it just said everyone else below. Yeah. 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 Yes. The VIP, most important person yeah. of the entire DSA. I'm the president of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the DSA actually mm-hmm. in Seattle is weird. Um, Bernie was below you he was. on the hierarchy. I noticed <laughs> yes. on the chart as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so I'm going to call you Maslow's Maddie. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> that, okay, that that didn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Father Queerist on Twitter uh, or gay for housing abolishing ice. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, Good Maddie. To be here. Thank you for How having you me, former Captain uh, okay. Greg over here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just to let you know, now. Greg, um, being a captain is a state of mind. So just think about that for a little bit. So. <laughs> it's only funny because he takes it so <laughs> He takes it really well. <laughs> he says uh, it's old now, but he gets just as upset every time. <laughs> This is all I have, okay? (laughs) This podcast and this boat is all I have going for me, okay? And on this podcast, you're taking this boat away from me. And, like, 
I just don't. I'm just over it. Ultimate betrayal. Yeah, it really We're is. We're off to a great start. We're taping this Greg. live. We're taping this. <laughs> We're doing it live. In front of a live studio, Selena. Hi, Selena. Uh. Um, thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. Selena's uh, won a contest. Mm-hmm. Uh, she found the prize in the cereal. Oh, wait. No, actually. <laughs> now she's on the boat. Maddie and Selena did win we a contest. Did. You're right. They did. They yeah. were the winning bidders at the Kids Out of Cages event yep. uh, a few mm-hmm. weeks ago when we raised money for... Um, yep. Races uh, for yeah. basically immigrant legal immigrant defense. Immigrant legal defense. Mm-hmm. Shout out Bryn Roth who put yeah. that on. And they won... Uh, they bid and won on the Seattle Sucks Cruise. So they're going to be the guests of honor on the Seattle Sucks Cruise along with some previous Seattle Sucks guests. I don't care about the guests, but I was promised guacamole. So <laughs> there, there will be guac. Okay. There will be one there will be flavor guac. of guac. Now one flavor. that you're okay. on the boat, okay. though, any okay. virus remorse? Uh, <laughs> no. No, oh. I feel good about it. Okay, All good. right, good, no, good. I feel good about it. Good cause. Good uh, cause. Maddie no, tells I, me. I'm going to call up the organization and demand the funds back, actually. <laughs> you give me that right now. Uh, Maddie uh, told me that she uh, knows how to sail. Whoa, um, that's and awesome. so, you know, while I'm mixing drinks, uh, she will be skippering this boat. Oh. Uh, that is the privilege you get when you. Uh, is that what you want to won? do, though? <laughs> you, you get to. <laughs> It's the Seattle Sucks Cruise uh, where you get to work for fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be we're, a good time. We're really excited. Some, um, there's been some good RSVPs. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah. We'll see if it gets out of the marina. Joking aside, I am very fun. Uh, very excited. Not fun. You I'm are actually not fun. fun. I am so very fun. excited. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Uh, I want to say anything about those RSVPs, but I think uh, one Roy Moore's son might be showing up. Uh, Mr. Mackle. Why are we coming? I don't know. Okay, cut that. <laughs> that's, that's awful. I told you we'd be rusty. You didn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this actually you did not suck. believe me. We are. Hey, so, for your listening pleasure, we are. Yeah, if you're wondering what happened to our brains. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're wondering when we get into this, how we're. Oh, I was just going to say how we're talking about such relevant and current and timely issues, but we're about to not do that. And yet. Our new plan is to actually get these episodes out like within a matter of a days. I'm not fucking promising anything. Don't hold me to this. Um, to get these out within a matter of days. This. I'm just saying that's why we're so rusty. We took a okay. we kind of it's he's been making two weeks. a me mistake here. Okay, yeah. So all right. So speaking of relevant and timely issues, how was that convention? <laughs> exactly. Speaking of uh, very uh, relevant, very timely, that convention that was about a month ago exactly. Um, it was really good. I think in retrospect, having some time some space to process everything especially it was really really energizing for myself i think for the entire organization um lots of highlights um just seeing a lot of people from seattle being able to interact with people from across the country whether it was other members people there that were there to kind of speak or engage as like elected members of the dsa that serve in public office um it was just a really good opportunity that 
that you know only comes up twice or mm. once every two years so it was it was awesome and atlanta nice. was was wonderful atlanta i'm sorry seattle is ten thousand times better than seattle <laughs> <laughs> and still has a basketball team yes hey. uh, so there you go <laughs> do you think uh in retrospect that the dsa voting down the uh jeffrey epstein protection committee was a bad idea um, yes, actually. Um, I think that that we've already seen the ramifications of that. Um, and that was devastating, absolutely devastating. And I'm hoping that we, we revisit that um, yeah. post haste. That's why we have to fight reformism in our organization. Yes, yes. There's yeah. too many accelerationists. So get out of here. So you have any good uh, stories from the convention? You know, there were a lot, um, whether it was doing, you know, what we were there to do, debate and pass good things to make our organization better. Build that, Twitter followers. <laughs> build Twitter followers, <laughs> yes. Um, it, that was honestly really amazing. Um, one of the coolest parts was that we passed a lot of things by consent, meaning um, all of the delegates that were elected to go were sent this poll beforehand where we were surveyed about everything we were voting on. And if it reached a certain threshold, we didn't have to vote on it, it just passed by consent. And, uh, you know, voting on open borders that passed by consent, decriminalization of sex work, a lot of really amazing things that passed by consent. Um, some not so like serious things that were amazing, um, like a church organ karaoke party that would only happen at, in Atlanta, seeing folks drunkenly sing. Dolly Parton Hell to yeah. a church organ Hell was yeah. pretty fucking hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, was it nine to five? Uh, it was nine to five. Ooh. It's tough because the verse you forget is very fast on that. It I, is I've very fast in karaoke a lot because even I can't talk. to a church organ, it's yeah. amazing yeah. seeing uh, Shahid Batar, who is primarying Nancy Pelosi. Fuck yeah! At mm -hmm. a live podcast show was fucking hilarious. Just like just random stuff like that all weekend long. Um, it's kind of weird because I'll see like massive groups of people like walking around Capitol Hill, and I'm like, oh, is that socialism? I'm like, oh no. You're you're not uh, at the convention anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah no, those that's, are those are proud boys. Yeah, those, <laughs> those are proud boys. Where you know it's a like a weird bachelorette party. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Are they uh, heading to Pony? Then it's a bachelorette party. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. But no, it was great, um, and everyone who put it on really worked really hard to to pull it off and. Was very exhausted afterwards, but I think uh, we all came out of it um, a stronger organization. Um, challenges or not. So back in town now. Back in town. Other big news: uh, there was a primary election. What? When did that happen? And <laughs> the, Ari the day after I got back. Win. I yeah, know yeah, because yeah. sorry was... guys, Ari didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, we've been mourning. Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah, been a morning. You know, obviously we've talked about it plenty already. Uh, everybody came through, and Sean Scott um, blasted through the primary and is now on his way to November. Um, I ran into you, Maddie, at the bar the other night for the for that was DSA Seattle DSA's like campaign kickoff, right? Yeah, yeah. So I went. I was donk knocking on some doors uh, that afternoon, and then we were at the bar. So that means. So I guess I want to know, like, what. Uh, are you and what is DSA? How is DSA get involved in that campaign? And 
you know, then tell tell us about Sean Scott and why you're out there. Yeah, so it was actually really exciting, kind of going back to the convention a little bit and a little bit farther back. Um, the Seattle DSA, uh, we received a request from Sean Scott very early on in his campaign, like uh, even maybe back in 2018, um, asking if we would endorse him. And we went through the process where a candidate fills out a questionnaire and we have a local electoral group that basically signs off on it and recommends it to our chapter's um, general membership. And then we basically vote yes or no. And our uh, endorsement process for Sean looked a little bit different where not only were we asked to endorse him, but the proposal was to establish a coordinated campaign where we aren't just endorsing him, we're you know getting out the vote. We are really committing some of our members, of course, if they choose to, to go out and volunteer for him. Really, um, you know, planning with the campaign, different canvases and things like that. And how that ties into um, the convention is that by the time the convention rolled around, um, he actually did receive the national organization's endorsement. So he received our local right chapter's endorsement and then the national DSA's endorsement. And what was really cool about being in Atlanta is that we talked to so many people there who were really excited about Sean's campaign, that had heard oh, about wow. Sean. We talked to um, other socialist elected officials like Khalid Kamau, um, who I believe serves on the Fulton City Council, which is outside of Atlanta. Um, he's another black socialist that's very proud about that fact. So it was really cool to kind of hear from him how it's been um, serving openly as a socialist in Georgia. Um, we talked to Carlos uh, Ramirez Rosa, who is a socialist um, in Chicago. Um, we talked to all sorts of members from different chapters, getting out the word. And so now kind of pivoting back to what we're doing right now. We're planning Wednesday canvases, so midweek canvases, get out the vote efforts where we're doorbelling, similar to what you were just referring to. We're tabling for Sean, and then we're deploying this network of other members, whether they're here locally or outside of the Seattle area, to phone bank for Sean. Um, so we're really trying to kind of hit all of our bases because, it, you know, while Sean did, of course, make it out of the primary, it is an uphill battle. Um, he's facing a lot of corporate PAC money, and we just want to make sure that we're going to secure another win in November um, to make sure that we're going to fight for the right to our city and that's Hell what yeah. the the campaign's all about so that party that you were at it was basically a kickoff for the general election to generate buzz get some more volunteers get their information and you know get a little bit more organized cool um the question then is why you know what are we excited about about sean scott we've had him on um i know you know i think we know a little bit about why we're excited but tell snappy us snappy dresser yeah true <laughs> those toms though um... yeah you know look look gotta roast him a little bit um no i i first of all i just love sean he um before he announced before i ever even knew that he had aspirations to to run for public office he always um kind of took me under his wing he taught me a lot of important organizing lessons chief among them you know never have an organizing conversation without getting an ask out of someone um and he's just such a smart person that really does walk the walk 
um, you know, just to, to take a moment to recognize the fact that his um, younger sister, Nikki, did pass away um, this past week. One of the uh, first things that he and I interacted about was the fact that I have a disability and that a lot of my family members have disabilities. And so he's just always uh, very been open about the fact that a lot of this shit is material for him. You know, he's a renter. Yeah. He was a caregiver for his, you know, disabled sister. Um, he's always been there and he's like... Whenever I needed to talk to someone, he's like, homie, I've got your back. Um, and that's just the kind of guy he is. Um, so outside of the fact that he has amazing policies and plans for, for this city to build collective power amongst workers, to get a Green New Deal that with that's enforceable in this city and a plan to pay for a Green New Deal, he's also just a guy that's affected by these conditions materially that has people's backs. And he's just a, a cool well, guy. Huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is, you know, I mean, that's class power. A start mm-hmm. of it, anyway. Having actually electing people who mm-hmm. have had problems in their life. I mean, yeah, yeah, and like you know, you can kind of tell that because like a very genuine guy too. Like the couple of times I've like randomly met him at bars or whatever. And by randomly, I mean going to events of his. But anyway, it's like, <laughs> but yeah, like a very genuine guy. Clearly has like the ease of like being with people that comes from like actually uh, one organizing people but also like actually giving a shit about like working class people like in some way as opposed to they're not uh, a theoretical construct right like yeah. actual people yeah. with yeah. you know like lives and feelings and stuff right and you know I mean he seems to give a shit right and the big thing too is that uh, you know the big lesson in Seattle right is on city council people will say the progressive things or whatever but when it comes down to it you need to have that no vote for the police contract. And what we've learned yeah. is that we got one council member who will do that. And it'd be great if we had two. <laughs> you know? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, that is, I mean, that's what this, you know, that's what we talk about all the time in the show is like, it's easy enough for uh, people like Jenny Durkin and your average, you know, standard, like, quote progressive democrat because just being a democrat in seattle makes you progressive whatever your actual origins or (laughs) opinions are you're just like oh i'm a i'm a liberal progressive (laughs) i'm one of the good guys yeah we're good guys because this is seattle i'm an avenger (laughs) (laughs) but it doesn't stack up to shit and like that's what is refreshing about being able to um just being able to vote for real, like genuinely, like ideologically left candidates mm-hmm. is, you know exactly where they're coming from. You know what their take mm-hmm. on the world is, and you know it's different from what you're getting. And I think that's obviously true of Sean. Well, uh, so Greg, you went door knocking. How's how's the door? How'd the door knocking go? Well, as is typical of that, you know, this this is the first time I've been out for Sean. They said there's Um, a lot less support after I'm here. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No no one's ever home, basically. That's door knocking. But um, so I only talked to like three or four people. But, um, (laughs) you know, it's what you do. So uh, hopefully I'll get out another couple of times at least before uh, November. There's another candidate in the race. There is. He is, I think, the most important thing to understand about 
Alex Peterson is that he's not taking corporate money. Is that what I heard from him? <laughs> so that's uh, the, what what they'd like to have you know. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. That sounds cool. He sounds like a good guy then. So it's pretty much like a, wa- a wash either way. Yeah, right? the like, the spin uh... doctors are hard at work. Yeah, I did see a banner on Amazon. I was on there just searching. You know. <laughs> Maybe getting some shoes. Maybe you can get anything there. It's amazing. And I saw a little banner ad that said, Alex Peterson does not take corporate money. <laughs> District 4 Seattle. Paid for by Amazon. <laughs> yeah. It was actually it was a word bubble coming out of Jeff Bezos' mouth. <laughs> oh, that rules. Um, no, okay. So, obviously, I think probably lots of people who listen to this podcast, many among the many, who listen to this podcast <laughs> know a lot about uh, Sean Scott. We're going to have him back on yeah. again to talk about all this cool stuff. Maybe you don't all know about Alex Peterson. Who Your is Lord and yeah. Savior? Alex and, Peterson. Dun, dun. And this really is a, a moment, if you're listening to this show... Okay. Where you should All go right. you should go look at his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, cuz that's the only thing I know about Alex Peterson is he is the dictionary dictionary definition of just a blob white guy. Like just yeah. a boring like pale just a suit. Like, a suit. If yeah. you've seen Rob Johnson, it, it's harder it, it was really difficult to get like more bland and white looking. <laughs> yeah. than no, you can't tell them apart. It, it was difficult and then they're like, "Whoa, we found one." Yeah. It's Alex Peterson. Well, I feel like he basically came, you know, in that like 1970s invasion of the body snatchers. Like I think a plant just like puked him up and he kind of like wiggled <laughs> yeah. around on the floor for a while. Yeah, it, it just came the, out like that. The base, yes. From the basement of the DNC. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, lanyard and all, lanyard yes. and all. Yes. He came out of the pot <laughs> with a lanyard. Exactly yes. right. Born with this lanyard, raised no, with okay. it. This is, this is key to understanding who this is, guy is, who he says he is, what he, even his pitch is. His resume is basically fire sector, corporate work, mm-hmm. and dem lanyard. Yeah. Uh, and he likes to so he'll call out um the first thing he'll drop like there's so much sleight of hand when he talks about his background mm-hmm. like he'll drop um that he worked for <laughs> he worked for uh HUD for the feds in under for the in the Clinton administration <laughs> and it's like you know on housing and if you're you know in Seattle like oh housing's a problem he worked f- on housing oh okay great like so <laughs> We talked about actually on yeah, the last uh, Patreon, like, Henry Cisneros, <laughs> yep, yep. the HUD secretary uh, at the time. Santa here, Henry Cisneros. <laughs> yeah, his boss. Um, and basically, what you got to understand about um, HUD in the '90s is this is when, after um, twelve years of Republican administrations working on gutting HUD so that it could just die and go away forever Mm -hmm. the Clinton administration came along and was like cool can we finish the job please (laughs) Uh, so like what happened the this it was like you know they came in um, not knowing what they were doing really the Clinton administration but eventually decided the plan was let's try and like beat the Republicans on you know fiscal austerity basically Mm -hmm. and try and you know help uh, yeah. Newt Gingrich and Grover Norquist shrink the federal government <laughs> to the size it could be drowned in a bathtub. And 
Uh, Henry Cisneros, you know, the Clinton Cisneros plans to, quote, reinvent HUD, Housing and Urban yeah. Development. And that basically meant what that reinvention plan was, was um, after um, they saw that, you know, they weren't going to get through any more spending through the Newt Gingrich Congress after 94. Mm. In 95, they proposed this reinvention, which was basically privatize and thus sell off, get rid of all federal public housing in mm. America. And they went, it's like this, it's a classic sort of plan and smokescreen convoluted like liberal bullshit that you're you familiar with. You just described with. Alex Peterson's whole campaign. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, it's the all same kind of thing. got experience. It's yes. like where, you know, it was like, we're going to transition to public-private partnerships, and then there's going to be vouchers for people who mm -hmm. are displaced, and then this is, you know, we're going to pay for upgrades that then it can go out, and then the market will blah, blah, blah. And it just sounds like a bunch of complicated nonsense, the effect of which is to mm -hmm. get it off the books, make it go away, and then let the market demolish it. And mm -hmm. these vouchers, yeah, um, barely anyone was able to basically ultimately qualify for them. Yeah. for ver Or it, it's the trapped between um, the standards for qualifying, the tests for qualifying, um, and just the availability of, of housing at rates that you could use that voucher right. and make up the difference with because they demolished all the fucking public housing. But the market so, was going to provide. Yeah, so the market... Yeah. Um, yeah, just to, just yeah. as it's done just, here. So that is like his. That's the HUD administration that he worked in. Mm -hmm. So when he says he has a background in public housing, understand that he has a background in fucking bulldozing it. Yeah, well, he can make a public private part public private <laughs> partnership. He can make deals. Yeah, no, no, he is council all, member dude, deals, dude. He is literally council member deals. Um, in the uh. <laughs> He's like this is him in Greg his, is pouring over his dossier in right the stranger, now. <laughs> Papers are falling everywhere. As in the stranger interview, um, Natalie Graham did interview him. This is back in January where he got in. He's like ah, on the subject of like housing and the fact that so he the other thing is he's worked fire sector finance and mm -hmm. corporate real estate, international real estate firms, and he'll throw this down like I was working on affordable housing and what are fine. Not even going to look into it. What if he was? I don't give a shit. He was working for corporate <laughs> finance and real estate, and, and I'll get to why it doesn't matter. But this is in the Stranger interview. This is what he says. Um, I know how the numbers work. I, how, I know how to make the deals pencil. <gasps> Let's look at that. Let's help you get there. That financial knowledge will really be helpful so that we can craft the right balance of policy to increase affordable housing. For example, <laughs> to encourage more affordable housing to be built on site instead of built into going to a fund. Anyway, <laughs> did they like, have to reboot like, him right there? Right, right. He's like, he's basically saying like, I'm a finance guy. That's and I have this expertise. That's the problem. Which is this gets into his, the way he talks about it. He's like, this is this old. Um, conservative trope that we've talked about when it comes to public programs, which is, you know, what's just uh, or problems that could be solved by public problems. Well, you know, what's just not working is the details. It's the minutia. We're just not. We're losing money on the margins, and the it, the administration of it isn't effective. There's not transparency, yeah. and we know that's bullshit. And that's all he really has to offer. So the other thing on his resume, as we talked about, in addition to. <laughs> Uh, 
being extremely well, cool. Well, fire sector <laughs> and lanyard, but not just lanyard for the feds. Lanyard right here in Seattle. Um, God bless him. Staffer for former uh, city council member, Mr. Tim, Tim Burgess. Bur- oh, yeah, election Burgess is coming into the story. <laughs> Mr. <okay>. Bucks. <laughs> He's like Mr. Monopoly Man of Seattle, basically. And also, Tim Burgess, get your hooks out of your Wikipedia page, my friend. Um, Liberate Tim Burgess' Wikipedia page. Brian, abort. 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 Um, yeah, we 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 love Tim. Yeah, Burgess we're big. Is a we're big Burgess heads. of this show. Yeah. Um, we have been advised by legal counsel yes. that Tim Burgess is a friend of this show. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, he rules. Do you have any like? Um, what are some Tim Burgess gems? Like, well, he did. He was. He's in this campaign with. He's got a pack, right? Which one is his? Um, case, I believe, or is it cape? I get the two mixed up because it's yeah, like one letter is off in my mind. It's just like, oh, they're case the same. Is the, uh, he's the Chamber of Commerce one. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, he's the case pack, the yeah. Chamber of Commerce one. He is helping um, organize that one, I believe. Um, and I think he's helping with another one, too, where mm. it's basically he's just helping funnel money into like from corporations into corporate friendly candidates. Yeah. Um, so he was forced out of the city council for yes. being too cool. For being and way too cool. He is now undead. He is basically. Like, he is a Nosferatu. A fucking Nosferatu who will not die and go away and yep. continues well, he, to be effective in Seattle yeah, well, politics. He, he's created this like interesting thing in Seattle politics. So if you're in Washington, right? And you go and you vote for all these terrible things and everybody in your district fucking hates you and you end up losing the next election. It's all cool because some fucking lobbyist firm will hire you or some, you know, Boeing will hire you for getting them like another two billion dollars to like build planes that can't fly. <laughs> and fucking Tim Burgess, though, shows that you can do that at the local level, too. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, if you become so hated as a council member that you get like thrown on your ass that, you know, some business now there's enough money in local politics that they'll come in and swoop in and pay you more than you ever got as a council member. Um, <laughs> another, you know, some fun facts about Tim Burgess. He has something in common with Elizabeth Warren is that he also used to be a Republican. Um, Go figure. A Seattle centrist Democrat was a Republican until they decided to run for office at some point. And he also used to be a Seattle police officer. So he's really uh, hitting all the all the. This explains how he got away with the uh, uh, never mind. Well, this is explains, <laughs> explains that sanguine op-ed. I mean, yeah, just for, oh, yeah. um, I mean, nothing to do with Tim Burgess or what he does in his free time. <laughs> but I heard Ted Bundy actually used to roll with the Seattle PD for a little bit, so. Well, I mean, you know. I've never seen them in the same room together. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Okay. For real though, um, okay. Just a couple of more things on his his sort of like greatest hits here. Um, this is um, Alex Peterson. Mm. And, um, so I'm okay. more of a best of guy. Can you give me the best of Tim Burgess? <laughs> I say let I say let the people decide in the moment, and that okay. that's a, the record for all time. Okay, okay. greatest hits forever. <laughs> um, so his third. His third, and this is just fucking adorable. The third thing on his sort of I'm running for public office resume, fire sector, lanyard, and 
community leader. He Hell had, yeah. He's had a community blog for the last Aww. three years, which is to say <laughs> he's been running for this office for the last right. three years. <laughs> he literally says in, I think it's the Stranger interview as well, you know, I thought about running the last time, and then I thought I wasn't ready, so I started this blog instead. And it's actually called, just to, you know, it's not like, it's like, oh, is it Ravenna blog or like yeah. North... East Seattle blog. No, it's called Four to Explore. It's, he's literally like designating this is a blog yeah. for this city council district. Like that's all. He's just this is me running for next time. Cool. Alex Peterson. So some background on this: when he was an aide to Tim Burgess, he really wanted to run like four years ago or whenever the election was, but it wasn't his time yet. According to Tim, it was Rob Johnson, uh, the first like boring Plato white guy. Yeah. And so that's Tim when, is just cranking him out. Yeah, he yeah. has that yeah. Play-Doh machine going. Um, He's like, oh, you got to carry around some of those bags that have just a hundred and forty pounds of mysterious weight in them. <laughs> right? You take them to yeah. the hall yes. before you can yes. run for council. Yeah. Also, the kid who just plays with white Play-Doh. Ooh. Weird. Real yeah. weird. That's a weird it's, thought I had. And his name is Alex Peterson. Yeah. Um, but no, and so he seriously has has had this going and he's really you know placed himself in this position of building community trust things like that and the way that i look at him is just honestly a wolf in sheep sheep's clothing a really weird kind of creepy looking wolf <laughs> but dude like put on a wolf mask right? please, please. you're creeping people out alex put the head of a dog in place of your own please Jesus Christ. immediately <laughs> For the love of God. <laughs> um, okay, so what's great about this is he now ha- he has three years of a record of his thoughts of on being a every poster? possible fucking issue. Hell a yeah. record which he has deleted from his own blog. <laughs> cool. Yep. Hell yeah. But which, of course, is still lives on on the internet. And, um, of course, uh, one of the principal engines of this podcast, the work of... Erica C. Barnett, um, <laughs> who, without whose toil this would be very boring. We have nothing to say. <laughs> like, no, she's done the work, so we don't have to. Um, and because uh, we would not, absolutely, oh, no. No. under any circumstances, <laughs> she must have read it all, or maybe she like did a, a lot of really good keyword searches. No, so she did what I do to every Twitter account when I find it, where I just type in the account and just put Kaepernick after. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just yes. Yeah. Um, Okay, but some some choice um, takes that she pulled out. Um, he he's basically anti-transit. He was against ST three, against Move Seattle, citing uh, too many too much money for bike lanes. But as you go on to get to know um, Alex Peterson's Peterson, you'll understand that he's against bike lanes for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was he's against the downtown streetcar, saying yeah, it's a uh, superfluous waste of money. Um, he's anti density across the board. Not yeah, again no. against Halla for the wrong reasons. Just <laughs> no. a, for literally like financial penalties for density development of any kind. Like absolutely across the board against density. I'm not hearing any downsides. So um, <laughs> that's main, he he has, he like, has as a modulated his position on this. Now, for the purpose of this run, right. which he thought should have thought of, you know, he should have read the tea leaves before, but he couldn't help being honest. You know, when you have a when you have to blog every day, you're just gonna have to mm-hmm. plumb the depths of your own well, conservative fucking yeah, brain. Yeah, and if you're like a centrist dem, then yeah. you can't really lie. So, but this 
this is where it really gets good. I'm going to jump back before I quote him from his own blog. I want to jump back to the Natalie Graham's interview in The Stranger from back when he got in in January. Homelessness is something that everyone's concerned about, and it's really the number one issue. Rebuilding the trust is important so we can potentially get more resources for homelessness. City councils should be providing the mayor with the tools and oversight she needs to help to reduce homelessness and get people housed. I'm glad she's working with King County. Okay, the to- provider with the tools. You think if you were those running are cops, for right? fucking- We've learned those are cops. Right. Well, what, mm-hmm. what, what are they? You'd think if you were running for fucking office and you're being interviewed <laughs> by one of the main <laughs> papers, you'd have the tool to mention that you wanted to give to the fucking mayor. That's the you'd secret sauce, man. You don't give that say. away. Well, well he doesn't, does he? The problem he is, says, is that this it, is an issue that's new to the city and nobody's right, talked right. about yet. He says, <laughs> it's not a with... state of emergency or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> not something you might actually have an opinion on. But one of the challenges for the mayor is that all nine city council members have their own ideas. It would be better if we were growing in the same direction, Pathetic. providing oversight and that support on homelessness and sticking to those programs that have proven to work, which... Is sure. obviously none of them. Yeah, what? What? <laughs> what? That program where we overhaul the entire economy? Go fuck yourself. So he says. He just. He just dodges there. He just says a yeah. bunch of bullshit about like getting on the same page mm-hmm. and like tools and he could have like said a program of this is what we should be doing, but then Erica Barnett helpfully Ooh, hell yeah. has gone back to his blog and this is a choice quote she pulled out of Get there. Him. Get him. The um. She says he wanted the city to, quote, make it clear we will prioritize housing and taxpayer-funded services for Seattle and King County residents because Seattle is branded across the country as, quote, a mecca for services uh, and seems yes. to be attracting homeless from around the nation. Cool. He's the, <laughs> the candidate of next door. Yeah, yeah basically. Exactly. So that says it right there. He is on that yeah. right-wing anti-homeless trip on so his own fucking blog. I was at Golden Gardens earlier today, and we were kind of like right by where the train tracks are. And I will say that like as the train would go by, the like cloud of hobos jumping off the train <laughs> like with their bendle sacks. Oh, yeah. You know? Was, I mean, it was like raining down, so yeah, well, know, this maybe he's got a point. <laughs> We've talked about it before. This is, this is the oldest trope on homelessness oh, yeah, yeah. that there is. Um, I've never lived in a city where the homeless people were from that city. Yeah, They're always <laughs> yeah. from somewhere else. It's amazing. Uh, it's it's a big circuit, you yeah, know? Um, no. But like, it's obviously insane. It makes no sense on its face. It's very obvious that people are going to, like, most people are going to be homeless where they're at. But it's also this conservative trope. But it's also widely disproven. Like, it is patently yeah. false. Oh, yeah. Nearly mm-hmm. everyone who is homeless is literally mostly, at any given time, homeless in their fucking neighborhood. Yeah. Because... Yeah. It, that's where the fuck they live. And isn't it ironic that the the people who claim to be the most concerned about homelessness and pissed off about homelessness often either end up voting for candidates that are kind of like, you know... Made out of Play-Doh. In, yeah, made out of Play-Doh. <laughs> and, you know, in support of these austerity politics that end up causing this cycle that exacerbates fucking homelessness Mm -hmm. they are the problem they're the ones that are causing these one thing i do our society's falling apart and it's because of shitheads like this yeah 
I want to talk a little bit about how Peterson and his campaign are positioning himself as this anti-corporate candidate that he's not taking corporate money because they're kind of splitting hairs over, you know, these PACs are independent expenditures, which if you're not in the political world, it's basically an entity spending money for you. So they're not giving money to his campaign. <laughs> they're just spending money for him. Uh, yeah, well, so, sounds like he's clean. So he's yeah. totally fine. Love to live but, in the gray. Right? Rocks. And so they, they say, oh, yeah, he's he's come out against it. He's come out against these corporate PACs. <laughs> Mike, that's weird. So the only remotely negative thing that I have seen or read, heard him say about this, and I'm not trying to give him ideas that he needs to come out against them more. Please don't, Alex. You know, whatever. But anyways, the, the only you thing that you, he Alex. has said is that the democracy voucher program really encourages candidates to get out a doorbell and meet with voters. A thing candidates should probably <laughs> yeah. do. Yep. And then uh, he says, Peter sa- Peterson said, even if outside groups fund negative ads later in the campaign, voters will remember his efforts. Quote, they'll care more about that than some hit piece they get in the mail later from a special interest group. So this came out, let's see when this came out. This came out May 2nd. At that point, there had been no negative ads that, that his, came out. his former boss had yet to run. Yeah, so I'm just like... <laughs> Against people in his district. That is the most negative thing he has said about corporate money. Yeah. Right. Um, but it's, look... And who cares? Like, obviously, he has yeah. to. Yeah. He has to position yeah. himself. If you're a spineless, like Plato man, <laughs> a, a, mm-hmm. ideologically um, empty centrist dem, you don't have. You don't actually give a shit about anything. No. You just you have to what you do, what you've been trained to do, what you rec- recruited in the Democratic Party because you could wrap your head around, which not everybody can, is that. Your only politics are based on a relative, okay? Yeah, right. They are based on triangulation. So he is in yes, the race yes. with a with a fucking <laughs> communist, okay? Like yes. he's like a fucking yeah. red is running against him. Mm-hmm. So he is going to have malice. to Sean Scott. He is going to have <laughs> to um, cover his flanks there, okay? Oh, sure. So. But it, it's yeah, it's ludicrous. Like you say, like they're spending money for him. The question is not whether he asked them to or even is coordinating. It's mm-hmm. that they want to. Exactly, yeah, and that's what it did. comes down to. The, the f- chamber another, wants this guy. Another funny thing. So, uh, Seattle DSA Democratic Socialists of America endorsed Sean Scott. The other DSA, the Downtown Seattle Association, oh, yeah. which yeah. we often get mistaken oh, for. Maddie, are you in charge of that organization as well? I am. Uh, and we, cool. gave totally Alex, we, we gave Alex Peterson an 85% rating. So Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And not even in the district. <laughs> yeah. DSA playing both sides. I but, know. But yeah. Um, the, the tale of two DSAs. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, uh, you know, any candidate for you know any party other than uh, not even Trump did it too, but yeah, they're always going to deny the like corporate oh, money because yeah. everybody understands that's like a definite finger on the scale and that it's bullshit. But the question is, are they actually using it right? And Alex, yes, exactly. So, oh, yes, yeah. Um, well, like right, they'll always say, "Well, I yeah, I'm against corporate money." It's it's like, yeah, that's not really the issue. The issue is you are known to be the better candidate for mm-hmm. business interests. I'm great. 
And honestly, in this race, that's not saying much. <laughs> yeah. No. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, it's cool that that is the case, but still, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we yeah. talk about, um, you know, what sets different candidates apart. Um, and I think the, the police officers guild is like the perfect issue um, to kind of show what does set them apart. And what it comes down to is how do candidates have the range and how do you know they have the range to actually vote for certain things when it matters. And the police officers guild, um, again, is, is the perfect example. I think it was in January that a contract came up um, for a vote on the city council, which um, it was the Seattle Police Officers Guild contract. And the one of the central pieces of this contract rolled back police accountability, f- federally mandated police accountability, uh, part of the consent decree. And um, Emily Myers was among one of the, the city council candidates, asked numerous times whether or not she would have supported this. And she said, um, I would have, but I would have found a way to not roll back police accountability, which is... So then you wouldn't have I would have found it. the perfect solution yeah, if yeah. it were me. <laughs> the perfect blend. I would have yeah. done the thing you want. Another perfect blend candidate. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, and, and that's why I think it's, it's important. And I think, you know, Sean was right to point out that, like, you do have to have the range. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. bringing up the MLK Labor Council, one of the things, you know, the labor community is great. Obviously, we need more union power. We need more labor power. That's one of the the central issues that the DSA is currently working on, actually. Um, but here in Seattle, one of the unique things about the, the Labor Council here is that they very much welcome police unions with open arms. They held a rally in support of mm-hmm. the police officer's contract. And yeah. so when you see certain progressive and leftist candidates not getting endorsements from the MLK Labor Council, that's why. Um, One of the reasons why Shama Sawant didn't get an endorsement from the Mm. MLK Labor Council is because she was one of, if not the only um, council member at the time to vote against it. Um, And Sean has been adamantly opposed to the Police Officers Guild Mm. and to that contract. And um, the MLK Labor Council recently came out with another slate of endorsements after the primary. They endorsed Tammy Morales, but not Sean Scott. Tammy is not, you know, of course, super hot about police and, uh, you know, police contracts. But she definitely hasn't drawn as fine of a line in the sand as Sean saying, like, I am in District 4. This is where Charlena Lyles was killed. This is a hardline stance that I'm taking, and I'm yeah. not going to waffle on this. I'm not going to compromise. Um, and, and really, that's what it comes down to, is finding candidates that aren't going to compromise when yeah. it really matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that vote really mattered, because now we're at a point where Judge Robart, I think it is, is saying, oh, guess what, guys? That contract it did actually roll back police accountability. Mm-hmm. You are in violation of it, so you have to revisit that. By the way, just as an aside, Jenny Durkin, if you didn't hear, said, oh, police accountability, that can wait. We're going to just put that off for a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's fine. That's well, fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, that, it's a bad scene. So, yeah, so we have human uh, thumb Alex Peterson. <laughs> yes. Well, He's we- a pinky. <laughs> Pinky. Who yeah. uh, was uh, completely absent at Candidate Survivor? Um, oh, yeah. What was that, two or three weeks ago? Which Sean won, right? Which Sean Scott uh, did win. With uh, stand up. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It was actually pretty funny. And, like, yeah. you know, um, yeah. 
It, but yeah, I'm proving once again that people on the left are actually funny. People yeah. on the right try to read poetry or something to music <laughs> oh. and can't get it going. You know, Heidi Wills. <laughs> some people, yeah. that's what some people do. They they use these uh, <laughs> political campaigns to launch other to launch entertainment media, media careers. careers right? <laughs> like that's yeah. May, I you know I hate to say it, um, maybe that's what Sean's doing. He's well, really just in this to this is a get Heidi his stand Wills. Career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Heidi Wills is gonna get into like uh, yeah. some like long form poetry now, uh-huh. yeah. all about how much she loves uh, white supremacist uh, suffragettes. <laughs> well, and she has like a performance aspect to it too. It's very like a Maria Abramovitz kind of. Oh thing. Wow. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that what like the yeah. audience was so uncomfortable <laughs> having to stare at her. Well, yeah. the funny part is too is that uh, there needed to be some sort of intervention at this event. Uh, <laughs> doing trivia is not a talent. Oh like, no, Lisa Herbold. Who was that? Lisa Herbold. There was like three of them that were doing it. I felt like yeah, uh, like, yeah, yeah. There was actually a lot of trivia. Uh, Lisa Herbold though. Her like talent was basically Seattle Jeopardy. So she was answering all of the questions she prepared, and That's she also pandering. she won <laughs> best talent also. So that was Wait, that, is, that was the biggest controversy. That's some quiz that show shit, right? Yeah. No, that's going into the Oscars with yeah, a fucking some... movie about Hollywood. Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, real yeah, shit. Yeah, that is yeah. some, yeah. some serious pandering right there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, God that's, awful. That's, that sounds awful. Honestly, that. Um, sorry, uh, that whole event sounds awful. Oh, yeah. Sounds like my idea of... I mean, honestly... No disrespect to the Washington best. (laughs) Yeah. You can't throw things at the council members. You should be able to throw... It should be like an old-timey show where you throw lettuce on it. Yeah, like real vaudeville shit. I don't want to see anyone running for public office trying to entertain me in any way. Because it's just going to be real gross looking. To be honest, so this event, Candidate Survivor, used to be kind of cool because... It really made candidates take hardline stances on things like, yeah. like you had to be yes or no about taxes about and like spoken really word. about spoken <laughs> word. Um, yes. But but the way they did it this year, it was just like it really allowed people to kind of waffle. Mm. Where Egan Orion, where they were talking about the head tax, it was one of those things where if you were for it, you went to the right of the stage. If you were against it, to the, you went to the left, and he just kind of stood in the middle the entire time. Ooh. It's like, bitch, you've taken the what? most money. From Amazon, yeah, he was having, no. like, an, just having an aneurysm. Where he's like, "Oh no, they're here and watching me." Um, and but it was funny because later in the night, they had constituents come up and ask very pointed questions, and his constituent was like, "Hey, uh, what is your favorite progressive tax?" Ooh. And he was just like, "Um, um, well, I know that wealth taxes are like against the law in Seattle right now, but a wealth tax." So his favorite progressive tax is the, the one, one that is that not viable yeah. right yeah. now. Yeah. So hats yeah. off to you, Egan. Uh, I hope you lose. Let's give him a chance what to walk his, that back. What was his <laughs> talent? Was is he like able to do the modem um, noise he, he and dial into the <laughs> <laughs> I think he voice? did close up magic. Was he the close up no, magic guy? No, his his. Oh, that actually that's cool. Actually. It, He's a his talent was so weird. He, he sang, was blue man group. <laughs> he sang um the uh, fucking famous Nina Simone song that I'm like forgetting. Feeling good, which is like very yeah. like it, that tracks for Egan because it's so self-centered. It's like about me. I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. It's like not us, me. It's about me. Um, you are and, many. Yeah. I am me. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and and that's Egan O'Ryan's campaign because he has no volunteers. That fucking <laughs> 
That sounds cool. Yeah, another Wait, great candidate. Yeah, I was there um, heckling a lot and uh, did not have a voice the next day. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay. <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Uh, were they checking for rotten fruit at the door? Um. Yes, and they did take mine. Um. And our favorite uh, local, really weird Nazi, uh, like city council heckler Alex Zimmerman, who mm-hmm. shows up to every city council adjacent event, mm-hmm. was definitely there. Wait, which guy is this one? He... He's the true patriot who uh, oh. got mocked by. He's the guy you model was... your life after. Yeah, he was uh, <laughs> horrifically disrespected. Yeah, by the down. Council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it like was yeah, it was weird this time. He like showed up with a giant like Star of David. I'm like, oh, okay, wow. you're <laughs> That's switching a mood. it up today. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, kind of curious where that was going. <laughs> yeah, I didn't stick around to find out. Um, I'm not sure if he knew where it was going either. Um, so it's a pleasure to see him. Sounds like it was yeah. going to own the libs. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What was his district again? Was he Alex Zimmerman? I don't even know if he D6? was in Seattle. Oh well, he he was running. Oh, D five actually. D5? I think okay. D five. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because he especially hates Deborah Juarez. Oh, yeah, well, and I think he thought that, because, uh, you know, when that Seattle's Dying thing came out, yeah. he was getting all this love from around the country, and I think he thought that translated to people, anybody here giving a <laughs> shit about him, <laughs> which is kind of like the Ari thing, too, of, like, realizing yeah, that your support is entirely... Sure. Well, look at, look at Christopher Rufo, like a rat that climbs out of your toilet. It's just <laughs> fucking amazing seeing that guy. Yeah, no, the I mean, that, that is really it's incredible. Funny. It's like... He's a uh, proof of meritocracy. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Did you see that op-ed that came out oh, like attacking yeah. his op-ed? That was chef's kiss perfect. Yeah, that rocked. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like it's like all over the country now with the internet and the way, you know, subcultures can just really get involved in, in things. There's all these... Um, really you know crazy right-wing candidates like christopher rufo like ari hoffman who can generate buzz because they can generate uh this national following Mm -hmm. that makes it feel like there's something going on but it turns out it's all the same like million people (laughs) across the country who are into all it's all literally the same people yeah so they only all live in one fucking you know yeah uh uh, municipality or you know one um, voting district for yeah. anything like, but they're just spread out across the country. It's all the same people, right? Yeah, they can't all run for city council in Plano, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> but so at the talent show, obviously, uh, Sean was the only funny one, the only one with any talent. Everybody else trash. Purposely funny, anyways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, everybody else one that wasn't trash. like pure cringe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for the guy who's doing close up magic. Cool, uh, actually obviously. cool. I wanted yeah, to know that guy fucking move to his district and vote for that person. You have Dan Strauss and Andrew Lewis, who I still can't really distinguish. Yeah, <laughs> they are pretty much the same person. Speaking mm-hmm. of like Plato men, did they do uh, the Marx Brothers routine yes. with the wind the yes. beer? <laughs> one of them was very drunk. I think it Ooh. was Dan Strauss. That's actually a boss move. Um, like that. Dan Strauss. Is that Andrew like Lewis six. is the sixth, right? Yeah, six they're both in the sixth. No, no Andrew Dan Lewis is, is seven. the seventh. So it's yeah, it's they're six and seven. Jim Fist fight and and Andrew Lewis. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. Uh, Officer Jim Fist fight. That's what he's called <laughs> now. Jesus. 
That's what his name means. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, cool. All right. Yeah, so one of them did the close-up magic, which went horribly, horribly. Like, he did it with a constituent, but at the time, he did not know it was his constituent. At the at very end, yeah. the magic tricks were going wrong, and she's just like, by the way, I live in your district, and, like, pans over to the crowd like it's the fucking office. Yeah, yeah. And, like, just <laughs> terrible. And then Andrew Lewis, like, because he's Ballard Paperboy or whatever, he's, or maybe that's Dan Strauss. Again, same person. Um, like his talent was getting into a competition with one of the, one of his constituents and the talent competition was throwing, uh, newspapers no. into boxes no. and he had this weird setup what? that looked like, no. I like, know, no. this is really Roll long. paper cornhole? No. It was like, yes, it was, that is the best description. It was like role-playing <laughs> cornhole and the role-playing was like his brick house from his childhood home in Ballard. It was like a high school, like drama, like theater department, like made like a all one of this man shit. show? Yeah, and like they like <laughs> carried in like this set. What? No. It was uh, fucking what? bizarre. Holy shit. Shit. I had all these neighbors, and they were like, Dan Strauss. Okay. <laughs> you really had papers. to reach for a talent. Yeah, holy shit. There's uh, like you a, don't have there's one. like a equivalent of a writer's you room. Shouldn't. You know, you just like, get a yo-yo yeah. or something, man. Like Full get a smoke. fucking recorder. Like at yeah. least make fun of yourself. Yeah, do like, something. Uh, That's like I'm not a human being. I don't. You know, like uh, like um, <laughs> what's my talent? Impress us with it's your typing speed. <laughs> you can't do that on stage, Dan. <laughs> and then I make these lamps. Like, yeah. Okay, that, Mr. I mean, Gein, uh, you know, we can go back and look at the archives for Tim Burgess's yeah. uh, 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 entries later. Okay. Jeez. Yeah, he's a magician. He takes local women. And yeah, it just sounds so awkward, though. It, the talent portion was like painfully awkward. Painfully awkward. Yeah. Tammy Morales sang a beautiful song. That was a nice like reprieve from everything. Mm. Um, that sounds I'll, like I'll, a good bet, even if you can't sing. Just, have fun with that because yeah. it's a normal. It's like singing is a normal talent. Oh, and she was she was brave. She did a cappella. Like she she great. was great. She was yeah. great. But even See, if it sucked, I personally like, resent people who can sing well though. Like, yeah, so I would have been off. The I was a little bitter. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Tammy. Yeah, like when people are good at karaoke, I get so mad. But here's what you avoid when when you just go up and sing. Yeah, yeah. Anything still like a normal person, right? Anything else? You're not throwing newspapers into like a fake <laughs> cornhole house setup. Yeah. Anything else, everyone in the audience is sitting here working through their mind the like arcane process oh, yeah. that you went through to come up with this idea yeah. yes. and it's a disturbing trip yeah. through your psyche. Because uh, that's and, not the first one you come up with. No, no, no. If you had to have like a brainstorming session, yeah. yes. you like and come up with this weird shit then then People like know that when they see yeah. you doing it, and that's just creepy. So just, like, I'm really good at Excel. No, see, that's that's at least an honest <laughs> talent. Look right? up this like, fucking V lookup, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I should add Sean, I mean, I'm know, really bad at Excel. When I, Sean does this again, he should just come on and do like an avant garde. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's going to bring a harp on. No, like, like a guitar one where he just like, he's like, I play guitar, but he keeps getting the note wrong. He's like, hold on, yes. hold on, guys. Hold on. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. And then just like just do it for like the the time period. That's his like minutes. whole bit. Yeah, yeah, just over and over again, but never reveal. Well, I mean, like for a second, we all thought Heidi Wells was joking because she came out in like a 
Future's female shirt. Yeah. And like she, her talent was saying, like reciting a Susan B. Anthony speech with a Lizzo song playing in the background. And then a slideshow of famous women throughout history with a lot of black and other women of color peppered in. Yeah. And it was, it was, she got so much heckling, she had to restart and was like very disturbed by the heckling. She's like, I'm, I'm so sorry. Thank you for your kindness. Well, the video- a lot of Marianne Williamson vibes going on, oh, yeah. but without the charm of oh, Marianne sure, Williamson, yeah, yeah. someone once uh, recited the phrase to me, like, uh, she's pretty creepy, but she has her charms. <laughs> Heidi Willis, just the creeps, well, yeah. no charms. Right there, if you had to make your talent a multimedia presentation. Yeah. No. Yeah. no. You yeah. don't have a talent, A, <laughs> yeah. and you spent too much time on this, and we know that now. So, yeah. Well, it, like, it, yeah well, thank you, things, Leslie. Nope. Yeah. yeah well, they no, had. Yeah. Well, that, that was the that thing. That is who think, she thinks she is. Because like, they had yeah. the video on Twitter, and oh, the first yeah. thing I thought is, I was like, "Oh, this is like some comedy bang bang like Largo right. shit from like the early aughts." <laughs> this is something we'd be doing like as a joke, like on stage, like very straight face. Like, yeah, the Amy Poehler would be doing on stage in like 1998 <laughs> right? in LA. Yeah, <laughs> and unfortunately not. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Wow, that, that is that's yeah. fucking dark. Holy okay, shit! Okay, so r- rules like actual things you can do. Honestly, better to be honest. Like the, the Excel thing would that would be a hit if Flip you could coin. show like some really oh, quick yeah. like um, get yeah. an abacus. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, that yeah. But these aren't people with like normal brains and no. things. They're weird freaks. <laughs> like, yeah. And they've been revealed that maybe that's the use of a thing like this. Like it does. Give someone, sh- you know it does what? shine a light yeah. on that when yeah. you give someone a really open-ended question you yeah. get to see inside their <laughs> insane yes. freak brain yes and that is what what's your talent show us your talent um walk us through your freak mind <laughs> so mind actually freak. i'm now chris angel you know you've walked <laughs> Let's mind save freak. It for the tim burgess episode please um okay i'm now actually now in favor of of this talent show thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh God, we got something to accomplish. Seattle sucks uh, talent show. Oh, yeah. Uh, from coming, the coming to a bar near you soon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that wow. killed Greg. No. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That is, that is a pitch, Maddie. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like a hit. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's our first live thing is gonna be the Alex Seattle Sucks Talent yeah, if, Show. If we do a live thing, we have to do that now. For sure. yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what it'll be called. Yeah, um, cool. Okay, so just to get us back, just I want to sum up with um, just to hit uh, Alex Peterson more time. Basically, all he talks about is trust, accountability, and transparency. Which, as we discuss a lot on this podcast, are meaningless things used to obfuscate um, austerity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, Oh, sure, yeah. It's just management speak. It is. I mean, that's like bullshit management speak. These are the pillars of our corporation. We just need to figure out the things and get in the same room. Yeah. And there's another element to it. Uh, As we'll see here, he says, um, it's also in The Stranger, the biggest issue is rebuilding the trust between City Hall and the residents of Northeast Seattle. And rebuilding that trust means providing more accountability. I don't know what that means, but that's what he's saying. 
I mean, he wants to rebuild the trust I mean, of Lorehorse by making the homeless more accountable to the yeah. police. <laughs> yeah, right. It could mean it could yeah, be yeah. anything, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah, important. It's a dog whistle. You you hear what you want to hear. Exactly. Uh, While well, he has to say nothing. Yeah, right. And he says, "I mean, being more responsive to residents and small businesses." Uh, he has to throw that in there, and being more transparent in what's coming out of city hall and using input from residents. I think that's a top issue that goes blah blah blah. blah. I mean, yeah. Um, okay. The thing is, he's talking about transparency, and yet from what he talks about, you have no fucking idea what he yeah. actually believes. Yeah. There's nothing fucking transparent about that. The way he talks about this, he says the biggest issue is rebuilding trust between City Hall and the residents of North Seattle. What he's talking about is a PR problem. Right. Mm-hmm. When, he's the, mm-hmm. when he's saying that the problem our city has in addressing its issues is a PR problem where people are pissed off at the mayor and the city council because they're not doing things. And what we need to do is address that PR problem so that people feel they trust their civic leaders more and will shut the fuck up while they continue yeah. to managerially run us into it's the basically the America end is already great. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, yeah. And you just well, need that to... that one in 2016. And so we need to go through some <laughs> motions that convince people to trust us. And the transparency thing, I think, is really um, emblematic because... He's full of shit. He's not transparent about anything. Like I said, you could apply this to anything. He could apply his him saying like he's got he knows the numbers and his financial expertise to him, you know, more effectively uh persecuting homeless people. Like that, <laughs> he's not saying I don't otherwise. know if he could do a better job than Durkin on, on that, honestly. On the other hand, speaking of the goat. Sean Scott and candidates like him are transparent about and Sean Scott is very transparent about exactly the things he wants to do and even farther about his entire right. view of the world, mm-hmm. his analysis of why we have the problems we have, not just what they are, and they're not just uh, some managerial horseshit. <laughs> That's transparency. And that is why you can have trust. You could. We could have a system where people trust um, candidates and elected officials because they actually had worldviews that they were willing to talk about because they were uh they didn't sound like horseshit or patently evil yeah uh and actually appealed to people because they are right and true and good so mm-hmm. that to me is an at least an angle to talk about when you hear um peterson talk this transparency shit is like i've you have no way of knowing except by his resume what the fuck he believes in whereas sean scott on the other hand is very easy to know exactly what the fuck he believes. Yeah. Well, and because politics are open, you could even venture a guess if a new issue comes up about where he'd be on it, right? So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is the positive. And I mean, you know. And you can't do that with a Democrat. Yeah. You cannot. Which is because why yeah, you yeah. know there's a triangulation coming. Yeah. You know they could end up on. Yeah. After the fucking like bones are thrown, yeah, yeah right, and yeah. the consultants paid off, they could yeah. end up with any mealy mouth like equivocation on <laughs> fucking anything, or they could just have the most right wing position. Yeah. Like, yeah. there's yeah. just no way of knowing because they exactly. won't tell you what their real like, beliefs yeah. are. Who do you want? Like someone who is accountable to people, a movement they're building, collective power, or do you want someone who is accountable to like the consultant class, Amazon money? packs that don't have these spending limits things of that nature someone who is putting out really vague plans with vapid nonsense and that that's alex peterson or 
insert whatever name here that Seattle's so used to. Um, the the Shamasawants, the Sean Scotts, they are about movements. And when you're more based in ideology, when you're more based in ideas that are, you know, more material with more material analysis, you're not left guessing. You're not in the dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's I, not like who gave them money this morning. Right. Yeah. No, you know, exa- yeah. Uh, well, and, and it could be like who, who gave them democracy vouchers, mm-hmm. which are, are good things. And of course, Alex Peterson is taking democracy vouchers, but he has all of this corporate, you know, pack money too. And it's like, you know, not to circle back to that yet again, but it's an, it's important to, you know, take that into consideration with like, how is he crafting these plans for homelessness? Of course, he's getting, you know, input from, from those organizations or consultants, et cetera. And, and you're exactly right with the, the triangulation nonsense is that you, you really don't know what you are going to end up with. And I think that's why ultimately Plato's kind of a good metaphor is that it's just constantly kind of like yeah. forming and reforming um, into whatever image the, the corporate class in Seattle wants him to, to look like it's, and yeah, it can take it's the any thing. shape you yeah. just know it in the end literally it's going to smell thing. weird yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes exactly exactly and yeah and I mean the thing about uh, like Sean Scott having an organization behind him was actually really important during the um, the uh, previous vote Jesus during the primary uh, you know there was all the stuff about Emily Myers and like they tried to do the usual like uh, Bernie Warren thing of like uh, her and Sean Scott are basically the same thing. So <laughs> just do, yeah, just go with Myers. And, um, you know, even if that were true, which it wasn't, the issue is like, at this point, when you think about politics, you know, when uh, Alex Pearson gets into office, it's not just gonna be him in city council, it's him with Jeff Bezos and Jeff Bezos' money, right? And so it's like, you know, if you want somebody in office, it can't just be that person. You need an actual like political organization mm-hmm. like with them who is going to, you know, force the issue. Right. Because mm-hmm. they'll be there with, uh, you know, seven aggressively anti council members and a mayor who wants to kill everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you, if it's just them in the room, it's not going to work. All right. Well, Maddie, thank you so much for being here. Uh it was awesome to have you. Thank you um, for having me. Yeah, it was a real pleasure. It's been pleasure. wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. This is yeah. fun. I am the captain now. You are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> We're all the captain. That's we are, <laughs> except Greg. Except Greg. Yeah. Except <laughs> Greg. And uh, yeah, all, yeah. Thanks for coming all my on. Also, turn out this way. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, listeners, you know, support John Scott if you're in the U District. Uh, if you're not in the U District, uh, vote there well, anyways. It's, it's a lot bigger than the U District. You got Eastlake, Wallingford. Yes. not in District 4. Go to District 4. Pretend like you're in District 4. Vote mm. there anyways. <laughs> um, Door knock. Phone bank. Yes. If you need uh, to, to phone bank, if you want those resources, find me on Twitter. I'm mm-hmm. always posting about it. Always be posting. There you go. Yeah, was there anything else that <laughs> you wanted to like. plug or mention? Um, come to DSA meetings if you're interested in uh, becoming a card-carrying socialist every first Tuesday of every month. Um, and really, we need to secure another win for Sean this November. So Hell yeah. phone banking, door knocking, tabling, whatever you're able to do, um, we would love to have you. Awesome. Well, cool. thank you again so much. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. And thank you, live studio audience. You've been fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Thank you. <laughs> All right. We have nothing else to say, I think. So until next time. <laughs> Bye. 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 Bye.
have another time.